Shalom and welcome to Parshat Ve'era. So our Parsha begins uh, with Am Yisrael being unable to uh, to hear the message Moshe Rabbeinu was telling them. They can't hear. And so Hashem sends Moshe to speak to power. And Moshe says, you know, I don't understand. If B'nai Israel aren't going to listen to me, why do you think Paro is going to listen to me? No. Hashem tells him, you know what, I take you Kalvachoma, and I take you up on the challenge. I am going to convince Paro of a whole bunch of things. And once I've convinced him of those things, Am Yisrael is going to learn from what Paro has learned, and then we'll be able to take Am Yisrael out of Egypt. And this idea of learning, this idea of gaining knowledge, this idea of that, seems to be a theme that occurs again and again in Parshat Ve'era. Five times the word dat is used in this week's Parsha. Right, the first time, With this you will know that I am Hashem. Second time, In order that you will know that there is none. Like uh, as Hash- like uh, Hashem, our God, right? In order that you will know that I am Hashem within the land, right? The fourth time, in order that you will know, and last, right? The land belongs to Hashem. Or a be- you know, beautiful message that, that we're gonna Hashem is gonna teach Egypt, and through Egypt's knowledge. Ben Israel will learn, and this is exactly how the Haftorah seems to uh, seems to uh, echo the par- the parasha, right? Yechazkel perkafchet, right? Viadu kiani Adonai, you'll know that I am Hashem, and and there are so many echoes from the parasha, right? Mitzrayim, Paro is judged, Mitzrayim is destroyed, sent into forty years of exile, and all of uh, and the, the phrase of uh, the word dat occurs six times in the Haftorah. And it's all about the world knowing, Am Yisrael knowing, we need to know and know and know that Hashem is master, Hashem is, is sovereign. Beautiful and, 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 and simple, seemingly simple message. And then something jumped out at me in the Haftorah, something that seemed out of place. Hashem says, V'shavti it shavut Mitzrayim, and I will return the exilees of Egypt. V'shavti otam, they're going to be a modest uh, kingdom, but they're going to return. What is Hashem doing returning the, the, those people for, uh, to Egypt, the Egyptians? What, Hashem has a soft spot for the Egyptians, that he, even though they warrant a destruction, He's going to bring them back? That seems so strange. And what I wondered was, is this another echo from the parasha, or is this something totally unconnected? Is this almost accidentally in the Haftorah, or is this Dafka in the Haftorah? Was this specifically chosen because it reflects this, or is it by the way? And then I looked back at the five times that the word Tida comes up, and something that I've never really thought about before. What? Okay, so Hashem wants us to know things. What does Hashem want us to know? Well, the first time that Hashem says, Ba'avul Tida, Alright, Hashem wants us to know He's here. He means business. He's present. Very nice. The second time, 
Oh, the, by the way, the first time is the cause, is, is the preamble to Makat Dam. The third time that uh, the, the word Tida comes up is Leman Tida ki alni Adonai bekerav haaretz. I am Hashem in the world. And this is before Makot Arov. The fourth time is before the Makah of Barad, right? I, I'm here, I'm present. And Hashem uses very harsh measures in order to communicate that message, in order to, for humanity, for Mitzrayim, thereby the rest of the world, including Am Yisrael, are going to know these facts. But number two and number five are very interesting. What is Hashem trying to teach in the second and fifth time he uses the word Tida? Leman Tida ki... There is no one like Hashem. What do you mean there's no one like Hashem? How do we learn there's no one like Hashem? Not by Hashem attacking Egypt, but by Hashem taking away the Makkah of Tzvardim, of frogs. Fascinating. The fifth time that this comes up, in order that you will know that the land belongs to Hashem. How are we going to learn that? What's the method? A makkah? No. It's the taking away of a makkah. It's the, the, the idea that no more barad is going to fall. That is what's going to teach us. That Hashem, the land belongs to Hashem. Listen to the psukim straight after that. In order that you will know. I'm going to stop the barad. In order that you will know that the land belongs to Hashem. Elohim. You... No, don't have proper Yerat Shamayim yet. Now listen to these two very strange Pesukim. What are they doing here? Right, the Pishta and the Sora, two kinds of grain, were taken away, were destroyed, because this one had budded and this one had blossomed. Okay. But another two kinds of grain, Lonuku. They were not destroyed because they bud late. What are these two psukim doing here? But maybe we can understand it based on the Haftorah. That in every time Hashem meets out destruction and judgment in a real way, in an honest way, right? Mitzrayim has done terrible things and terrible atrocities and they need to uh, uh, suffer the consequences of their actions. There's, there is a reality check that's coming. On the other hand, even when that's happening, the Izmidat Rachamim, ultimately 40 years after Galut Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim returns to their homeland. Amazing, crazy, surprising. So too in the parasha, Hashem destroys two of the grains, but two of the grains he leaves. The Izmidat Rachamim, right? Hashem is Rachamav al kol ma'asav. This is not the total destruction of Egypt. This is. Hashem destroying Egypt as much as he needs to with a tzad of rachamim, right? We know the Medrash tells us that uh, even Paro, Paro was, wasn't killed at Kriyat Yamsuf. Rather, he was preserved to be the king of Nineveh. He's given a second chance, right? This, this Midrash, along with the, the points, the Pesukim that I've pointed out, paint a slightly more nuanced image, more nuanced picture of how Hashem interacts even with the worst of the worst. Hashem isn't looking vindictively to destroy evil. He's looking to correct us, to guide us to better places. And even when he has to meet out uh, destruction for those who warrant it, there's always a silver lining. And hopefully this can inspire us to uh, 
to look around and to, to empathize with the pain that everyone is going through. Uh, the whole world, all of humanity is struggling with the current pandemic. Uh, and let us, uh, right, we, we don't know uh, what people are guilty of. Let's definitely not uh, try to, you know, that's not our job to figure that out. Our job is to, to see pain, to empathize with pain, to try heal the pain and to try and help and to reflect Hashem's midah of rachamav al kol ma'asav. Definitely not to forget, right, that I am Kiani Hashem and the flaty, you know, ben ami ben amecha, that Ami Israel is special, right, not to detract from those messages at all. But Darsha, there's also a message of Hashem, part of what Hashem is trying to teach Egypt and the world and Ami Israel is that there's rachamim, that Hashem is seen in his greatness, not only in his ability to meet out punishments, but also in his ability to preserve evildoers because of his amazing patience. Shabbat Shalom.